0: It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Murano. Frank Murano. The Other Side of Midnight presents What you're about to hear is not a news broadcast. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. This is The Murano Mystery. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. You ever see the picture Bullworth? I love that picture. And it's funny, um, the more time that has passed, we see more and more people in the public arena acting more like uh, Jay Billington Bullworth. But I'm mentioning this not because of the things that the Warren Beatty character in that film says, but because the things that a bum repeatedly says in that picture. He's always shouting to Warren Beatty's character... This constant refrain, you can't be no ghost, be a spirit. And um, that's been on my mind a great deal as I have prepared for our discussion with this next guest. Um, Echo Bodine is a world-renowned ghostbuster and psychic, uh, and she's also the author of the new book, How to Live a Happily Ever After Life, Stories of Trapped Souls and how not to become one. Echo, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. It's great to talk with you.
1: Oh, Frank, thank you. Are you kidding? It's uh, my favorite topic, sort of, kind of.
0: (laughs) I can imagine. How does one become an expert in the world of ghosts?
1: Well, what you do is you do ghost busting. A lot of people call it ghost clearing, you go to houses that are haunted for uh, 30 years, 35 years, and you learn a lot from the ghosts.
0: So I, I, what about the first time that you ever came to ghost clear a house? How did that come to be?
1: Oh, Frank, that was a joke, really. I mean, you know what? I didn't even know. I, I I grew up on Casper, so I thought that a ghost was going to be a little white blobby thing And it didn't really have a personality. I just, really, that's what I thought. And so the first time that I went on a ghost-busting job, uh, I was with my mom because my mom was a psychic also. And she and I were both just in the beginning of developing our abilities back in the 60s. And a friend of hers had called and said, would you look in my attic and See if there's something going on Because I keep hearing voices and footsteps And uh, so mom and I went Now again I'm in the car I'm thinking okay We're going to go to an attic We're going to see little Casper Okay So we get there We go up the attic And there's four people Over in the corner of the room But they're transparent And I looked at my mom and I said, "Do you see those people?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, "Well, why? What are they doing there?" And she said, "She didn't." She said, "I, I don't know." And (laughs) oh God, Frank. So I'm okay. I'm thinking, all right. There's four people over there, but where's Casper? And I continued to look for the little blobby guy, the little white guy. And again, we looked at these people and I just had the thought, why, why are those people over there? And into my head came the words, my husband was an alcoholic and a smoker. We all perished in a fire and he won't let us go to the other side.
0: Well, who was the he? It was your husband?
1: Yeah, her husband. Wow. Or her husband. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at my mom and I said, did did you just hear those words? And she said, yeah. And we, we asked the lady, well, I mean, again, we were just so stunned, but we said, well, well, why won't he let you go on? And she said, he's afraid if he goes to heaven, he's going to get sent to hell for, you know, causing the fire, killing, which killed all of us. And Unfortunately, Frank, we, Mom and I didn't know what we were doing, and so we we just thought, okay, well, all right. There's these people, and they're they're stuck here, and so we said to this lady, well, you can't be here. You you have to you have to leave. And honestly, they went through the wall. I mean, they disappeared. But by the time we got home, Carol called and said all the noises are back again so we had a lot to learn and i at you know what at some point you're going to think i'm just a dunce honey at some point i went wait a minute is a ghost a real somebody that was a person i mean that's how slow i was about all of this and every time somebody would call and say, would you come and look in my attic or would you look in my garage or would you look in the basement? I would see people. And that's how it all dawned on me. Wait a minute. These aren't some white blobby things or scary monsters. These are people, and they have reasons why they're here. And that's how it all got started. So
0: I I could understand that first interaction, and it sounds like it sort of happened Sort of by happenstance. How then, when? How then do you become an expert in clearing ghosts out of residences? Let's say I've been referred to you by someone else that you've interacted with before, and I think I have a, a ghost infestation or uh, in my home, and I call you in. How do you know what to do?
1: You know, honey, that's a very good question, and I have a good answer for you. Uh, eventually, at some point, I started doing this with my brother who is also a psychic and um, okay sorry I set my alarm for when you call there you go
0: now you're
1: awake you're awake (laughs) anyway it's going off in the other room oh that's funny okay so what I learned to do was I have spirit guides that work with me and the house that Michael and I went to, uh, oh, God, that house, oh, Frank, it was crawling with ghosts. I mean, they were in every room. Um, and, okay, so our guides said, okay, you go up to each one of them, you ask them what their name is, and you ask them why they're here. And that's what we did with every ghost busting that we went on. We, I mean, honestly, Frank, they're, they're people. And so we would just walk into each room. What we do is we look for people, people that are invisible, but they look real to us. And, uh, you know, there are people that, you know, then we tell the homeowner, okay, this is their name. And, you know, Frank, they only, there was only ever one ghost. That told us his last name. When we asked him what his name was, he said, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> and we asked Mr. Peterson, why are you in this house? Why are you bugging these people? And he said that he built that house and he doesn't want them changing anything about it. He loves this house. And so Okay, we went to the homeowners and said, well, this is what Mr. Peterson says, and they confirmed that a Mr. Peterson had built the house, but now they wanted to make some changes in the house, and they said ever since they made the decision to make these changes, these problems started happening in the house. Things were being moved around, lights were on and off, Um, oh, gosh. Uh, spirit can communicate with, no, not communicate. Can, what word I want? Oh, come on, Apple. Manipulate. They can manipulate energy. And so they can do things, uh, electrical things, more than anything, really. Now, so
0: um, can anybody see a ghost, or do you need sort of special training or special expertise in order to see them?
1: You know, honey, a lot of people see them. Um, they Okay, a lot of people see a ghost that kind of as a white, shadowy figure. Um, sometimes people see them like a real person. They'll think, oh, my God, there's someone staring at me, and they'll look over, and there's the ghost. Um, but for Michael and I, well, my brother, he never had to take classes. He just was automatically psychic from when he was a little boy. But uh, mom and I had to develop our abilities. And, and then it just came with the, <laughs> I was going to say it came along, it came part of the gift of being able to see spirit.
0: Now, um, Do you want to turn that alarm off, uh, you know, Echo? I can talk for a a second if you need to go and turn it off. Yeah, that's no problem. If people are just tuning in, by the way, we're talking with uh – Echo Bodine, uh, she is the author of the book, How to Live Happily Ever After Life, Stories of Trapped Souls and How Not to Become One. Uh, she's very thoughtful to set an alarm to make sure she was awake at the prescribed time. That's how you know the show is live, not pre-recorded. But, um, you know, I guess we were a minute or two early and that's what happened. Um, now... Um, we've all seen, oh, I think, I don't know if we've all seen, most of us have seen the film the, the Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis and Hallie Joel Osment with classic lines. I see dead people. In your dreams? Did people like in graves and coffins walking around like regular people? That film, uh, Echo. How realistic is that sort of thing where you have people that are normal people, be they adults or younger folks, that see spirits or ghosts walking around when mm-hmm. um, other folks don't see them?
1: Oh, that's that's not uncommon really for the for the little boy in the in the movie oh God. it just creeped me out when you played that um <clears throat> he you know obviously had a sixth sense he had uh, developed his third eye and so he was able to see these people and it it's not uncommon at all for one person in the family to be able to see ghosts while well, the rest of them think you're crazy
0: And, um, you know, one of the – I don't want to give too much away because it is a good film if people haven't seen it. But one of the characters in that film, maybe more than one, they don't know that they're actually dead. And they're dead the whole time. How common is that? Could someone be dead and not actually know it? Okay.
1: That is not as common as the movies or TV make us believe. Really, it's not. You know – Frank, really, in all the years I've done this, I've met one ghost who claimed, and he really did seem like he didn't know he was deceased. But, okay, this lady called. Every night when she went to bed, something would jump on her bed, jump on her bed, jump on her bed. She would come home from work every day. Clothes would be pulled out of the closet. Things on her dresser would be knocked on the floor. This went on every day. All right. And so they called. I went over. And it was a brand-new experience for me because I had never met a ghost that didn't know they were deceased. So this guy, <clears throat> okay, when I first got there, there I walked every room. I did not see a spirit at all. And then I just sat on her bed and said, okay, he'll be here. And within seconds... This young man, um, God, how old did he look? Maybe 18. This young man, spirit, ghost, he comes into the room. And it was really creepy because it was the first time I had ever seen someone look. Okay, it's kind of like in that movie. He had on a military uniform, and he had a hole blown right through him. And it, it appeared bloody, and it it really was startling for me. I just thought, what the heck? And one of my guides was with me, spirit guides, and he said, this kid doesn't know he's dead. And he said, you're going to have to tell him. And I thought, what? <laughs> How is that even possible? Well, okay, so this was around 1992. and Oh, geez. Um, So I said to the young man, what is your name? And he said, Kenneth. I said, okay, Kenneth, um, what, what year do you think this is? And he said, it's 1968, and I just came back from Vietnam, and this bitch is living in my house, just like that. And he said, and I want her out of here, and I'm trying everything I can to get her out of my house. And so... I just sat there staring at this guy, and I said, okay, Kenneth, your last memory is Vietnam. Yes. I said, okay, well, this is 1992, and it looks like you died in Vietnam. I said, look down at yourself. And he looked down at himself, and he got furious. And started calling me a bitch, told me to get the hell out of the house. I had no right to be there. I had no right to ask him these questions. Uh, He said, just tell this, B-I-T-C-H, to get out of my house, and uh, then I can just live here again like I used to. I mean, you know what, Frank, that took – and then he left. He left the room. So I just – Patiently waited because I knew he'd be back, and it took three hours of talking to this guy to finally get him. I mean, Frank, it's more like ghost counseling than ghost busting. Really, honey. As I'm sure you're aware,
0: there are some people that don't believe in ghosts. They don't believe that when someone dies, that their soul or any part of them lingers on Earth and and interacts with uh, the the world that they've left behind. What do you say to those people that might be ghost skeptics? Well, I you
1: know. When I was younger, I thought, okay, I have to prove this to people. I have to find a way to prove this to people. And uh, I finally got to the place in my life where, no, I, I don't know, I don't have to prove this. This is just what it is. You know, people, when people come at me and say, oh, you're making this stuff up, it's like, well, um, first of all, I'm not that creative, believe me. And secondly, I just explained to them, you know, we all have a soul. And we have free will in death, just as we do in life. And so when we die and our soul comes out of the body, <clears throat> it, can, it can choose to stay earthbound. And so that's actually what the book is about, is the six main reasons why souls, these ghosts, have told us they don't want to go to the other side. They want to stay here. And you know, Frank, I, I, I <clears throat> there's, I mean, how can you prove to anybody that there's a ghost? I mean, right. I just know they are. Right. I see them. Uh, yeah.
0: no, and where do? And if people are just tuning in, we're talking with Echo Bodine. She is the author of the book "How to Live a Happily Ever After Life: Stories of Trapped Souls and How Not to Become One." It's available uh, either on her website or wherever books are sold. Uh, Where do our souls go when we die, generally?
1: Okay, generally. uh, Well, actually, everybody, except for the folks that choose to stay earthbound, but there actually is a place that we call heaven uh, or the other side, and there really is a white light. It actually looks like a really, really big, white, full moon. And souls feel immediately drawn to that light. But again, we have free will, so we can say, no, I'm not going there. You know, Frank, the number one reason why these folks choose to stay earthbound is that they tell us, well, God can't find me as long as I'm still here. And if I go to the other side, God's going to send me to hell. So I'm just going to stay here. And, and we say to these ghosts, really, you're just you're just going to stay in this tanning parlor till eternity, or this, you know, treatment center, or this uh, school, or uh, God, I did a school. There were 36 teenage ghosts, souls hanging around this school, and when I asked them, okay, why don't you guys? Why aren't you going to the other side? They said, so this was their belief. Well, once we get to heaven, we just turn into angels and we just play a harp all day. It's like, oh, my God. Or, uh, well, there's no parties there and there's lots of parties here and we don't want to go. And that was the consensus of all those teenage souls. Heaven is going to be boring. I don't want to go there. I'll go there when I'm older. And so they just look around for groups of other teenage souls, and they go hang out with them. I mean, it's just fascinating to hear their reasons why. And, you know, when even when I tell them, you guys, there's parties in heaven. I mean, you can, you, you're just going to, you're just, it's like you're moving from one neighborhood to the next. And um, you can do whatever you want over there. Um, it, it's it's just a continuation of your life. So many of these ghosts are really resistant to change. They don't want change, they're afraid of change. They just they just wanna stay earthbound and and you know, but I mean it's it's a lonely existence and so that's why we always feel like, you know, we gotta help these folks go on to the other side
0: are are all spirits considered ghosts
1: no no okay the difference is all right so our soul when the when the body dies the soul comes out of the body and then it just gra- it gravitates it just slowly moves towards the white light and when we get to the white light it's been explained to me that the white light is like a porch light at the front door of heaven, okay? And so that's why our souls are just automatically drawn to that light, um, except for the ones that choose to stay here. So when we see souls, we call them spirits, right? But the spirits that choose to stay earthbound are called ghosts. So that's the difference is a ghost is simply The soul or spirit Of a living person Who is now deceased And they are They stay They look just like their body They call them uh, the body double Or their twin Um, And again They usually move on And you know Frank I can always tell the difference Because like if I walked into a house And oh there's you know, uh, the ghost, okay, and if a spirit comes in there, okay, the difference is that ghosts or souls have a cold kind of grayish feel to them. And a spirit, someone who's actually living on the other side, but they've come to visit this side, they have a very alive, happy energy to them. So there is a difference. Hmm. And, you know, Frank, when I've done some TV shows, I've had many camera people say, you know, sorry, lady, but I don't really believe in this stuff. And I, you know, I always say that's okay. I mean, you don't have to. But this one particular job, the woman that was haunting the house, she had lived in the house and she Died. She had cancer, she died And shortly after she died Her husband married the neighbor And she was furious about this So her soul Came back here And she lives in that house now And she is doing everything she can To drive this woman out of the house So, okay, so her energy, as always, was cold Not, <clears throat> well, yes it is an obvious cold But I asked her I said, would you mind if I had that man Come over here and feel your energy And she said, I don't care what you do And so I said to the cameraman Okay, come here, I want I want you to feel this And Frank, it was really cool because he started I, I said to him, okay, here's her head And just move. You can move your hands down, and you can feel where her shoulders are um, or were. um, You can feel it. And he was just like, yeah, whatever. But he did. He came and felt her, and he was totally freaked out. He said, oh, my God, there is something here. And I said, yes, there is and then he had the other camera guy come he felt it and then the producer she had been upstairs talking to the homeowner and um when she came downstairs he told her he said here you got to come over here you got to feel this and she was skeptical also but she came over she ran her hands you know down the face and down the body and she started to cry and she said, oh, my God, Echo, go, this is real. And I said, I know, Barbara. Yes, it is real stuff. So back to your question, are all souls ghosts? And I say, no, not all souls, not all of us are ghosts when I die.
0: How does someone know if there might be a ghost infesting their home?
1: You know. The one thing that we hear all the time is it feels like something's watching me. People feel, especially there'll be uh, one room in the house that creeps them out. And <clears throat> so we usually start there wherever they find or wherever they feel really uncomfortable. And it's okay. So that is a feeling. They get creeped out by this feeling. But the other thing is Ghosts get bored. I mean, after a while they've you know been living in this house and nobody's talking to them, nobody is acknowledging them. And so they start making noises. They start um, they can play with the electricity. It, they can uh, manipulate it and um, just do things, you know, turn your lights on and off, the computer, the TV, your radio. Um, people do hear footsteps. Oh um oh gosh, oh um they can move tools we've we've been called the homes where there's workers there like like adding an addition onto the home, and um, the workers will tell the homeowners, okay, we get to work every day, and our tools have been moved uh, sometimes we can't even find our tools. What's going on here um, and some of these people, the, their um, their carpenters, their workers, are say, say to the people, we are not coming back until you take care of this because we know there are ghosts in this house. They keep taking our stuff. They keep moving it around. We're not coming back till you deal with the problem. So that's when we get the call, and then we go out and um, we deal with whatever is there. And then the people will call us, you know, two, three days later, say, gosh, there's been no problem. The carpenters are back. Everybody's happy. So it's really, it. how do people know? You know, a lot of times, I mean, we'll even say to the people, okay, have you called an electrician? Maybe this is an electrical problem. And um, so we cover the basis first of, well, it could be this or it could be that. And then when they say things like, "No, we can hear someone calling our name," or somebody starts playing the piano in the middle of the night, or you know, uh, just things completely out of ordinary, then we know it's like, oh, "Okay, we got we got a client here," and off we go. You know what? There, okay, I just thought of a story of um, there's one of the reasons that ghosts don't move on is they don't like change they don't want anything in their life or their death to change and so uh, we've been called by realtors who, who say oh my god would you please come look at this house it's absolutely charming and we can't sell it and people come up to the door and and then they just turn around and go you know what this house is just adorable on the outside but I'm just creeped out. I don't want to go in there. So we, okay, so yes, we go to the house. And, Frank, we've we've seen these ghosts standing in the doorway. They don't want anybody coming in and buying the house. They don't want anything to change. (coughs) Excuse me. And so they are keeping this vibe going there, and that's why... Nobody's coming in the house. That's why nobody—well, I mean, some people do go in the Echo,
0: house. Echo, I, I have to run. We're just about out of time. But I have to ask, you are a Ghostbuster, first Ghostbuster that I've ever uh, I've ever gotten to speak with on the radio. The film Ghostbusters, either the original or the remake, how realistic of a film is that?
1: Oh, honey, not at all. Not oh at all. God. All right. Well,
0: so I guess they take some artistic license. Echo Bodine, check out her book, How to Live a Happily Ever After Life. Echo, we'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you.
1: Thank you, honey. Thank you very much.
0: If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.